So what we're going to talk about today is continuing on in the Lord's Prayer. Um, the attempt, what I hope to do, I like audiovisuals and uh, PowerPoint presentations, and I see some of them didn't get transferred over. Uh, it turns out the fonts turn out white. But the attempt is to um, make some sense out of the heavens. When we read the Lord's Prayer, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. How holy is your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I mean, these are big. I don't think you can get any bigger issues than that. Um, but at the same time, we talked about at the first uh, words of the Lord's Prayer, it starts out with when you pray, Jesus says, when you pray, start with my Father, your Father. So even though God is holy, 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 set apart, everything in the universe is his, we can come to God as our Abba, our Father. So the next verse that we're focusing on today is praying for heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I, uh, when I was in graduate school, we had a, I don't know, neuroanatomy teacher, neuro neurology teacher, who would just come in and start lecturing, and she'd get into the minutia, minutia, minutia of um, what she was talking about, and I would be lost uh, often, and I would raise my hand up, and she'd go, yes, Curtis? I'd go, uh, what's the subject? Subject, please. <laughs> She'd get a little flustered and, and go, okay, over here. We're talking about this. <laughs> but needless to say, through the course of a couple years, I think I asked that question maybe, I don't know, a dozen times in class. Subject, please. Subject, please. So what are we talking about? The kingdom of God. That's pretty broad, right? Okay. So I'm going to be, we're going to be talking about some things, making, maybe uh, getting into some detail. But uh, the big subject is trying to understand, comprehend this verse that Jesus is encouraging us to pray. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. <laughs> big subject. So I think I could sum it, sum it up, attempt to sum it up. In Revelations 4, if you want to jot that down. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Wow. That's pretty broad, isn't it? But I think that does well to describe the kingdom of God. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was, and so the Bible uh, the Old Testament, the Apostle John, what's the first words of the Apostle John in the book of John? In the beginning. In the beginning was what? Was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He's talking about Jesus. In the very beginning of time, the creation of the earth, God was. Jesus was. So, it's recorded in the Old Testament. 
I know the font's a little small, but I'll read it for you. The prophetic kingdom of God was recorded in the Bible. The Old Testament talked about the coming of the kingdom of God. And a side note, if you want to talk to me afterwards, I always wondered as a Chinese-American if China were, was the oldest, one of the oldest continuous civilizations that ever was in the, in the history, I think 5,000 years, something like that, 6,000 years, it was fairly parallel with the Jewish history and the recordings of the Bible. I always wondered, why wasn't any information given to other parts of the world, other races? And they found the evidence of Genesis 1, 2, and 3 on these little oracle bones uh, inscribed in, in bones, in turtle shells that have these theological terms. It's a fascinating study. So the prophetic kingdom of God throughout history was written in the Bible, the Old Testament, and even in China. It is uh, also the kingdom of God. When Jesus came, he said, the disciples asked, when is the kingdom, of kingdom going to be restored? When is the kingdom coming? And he's kind of going, well, you're looking at him. <laughs> he, it's before you. The kingdom is at hand. And so Jesus came into our history, and that is recorded where? Let's see how smart you guys are. It's recorded where? In the Gospels. There's four letters. The whole New Testament talks about the kingdom of God coming. And we celebrate it two times a year. During what? Christmas. And? Christmas is in Easter. So see how this all ties together? When I was a, a young person like, like Gary's boys, you know, I'd get bits and pieces of what it means to be a Christian. So I, I, I've, I've, I've like, I like integration. I like wholeness. I like things that make sense. And so that's what this slide is about. The kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, is recorded in the Old Testament. It was... And Jesus says, it is, here I am, recorded in the New Testament. We celebrate that in Christmas and Easter. And God is present where? Now, inside of our hearts. Every time there's a repentant heart, every time the person is born again, humbling themselves to God, God's kingdom is present. And lastly, the most profound and difficult thing for me to understand is that the kingdom of heaven is also to come. <laughs> right? The kingdom of heaven is also to come. It is present. It was. But it is also to come. So if, you haven't, if you're not confused or feel uncomfortable, <laughs> this is the magnitude of uh, the kingdom of heaven. And I think it's summed up very well in Revelations 4. God Almighty, who was, who is, and is to come. So let's try to articulate this a little bit more. Let's get into the weeds. When will this happen? Any of you see 
Everything All at Once. What's the title of that movie? With Michelle Yao. Just one of you guys? Michelle Yao? Star of Tai Chi Master? Kung Fu movie? Martial arts action hero of Malaysia? <laughs> she won what? What did she win? She won like an Academy Award for that or Oscar or something like that, right? What did she win? Best Picture or something like that uh, for everything all at once. So for those of you of my generation, we think of The Matrix, right? <laughs> the Matrix, different dimension, different worlds. For the younger people, they're thinking of the multiverse, of all the Marvel movies, of all these alternative dimensions. So we, when we are born again, we become citizens of heaven. Yet we have a temporary life on earth which is a, the most profound contradiction in terms as a human being, right? We're made in the image of God. We are citizens of heaven, yet, yet we're flesh and blood, and we live a short period of time, a temporary existence on earth. So trying to make sense of this, you know, why are we left here on earth? I believe it is this future king, the, God's kingdom of God is present in our hearts as soon as we humble ourselves and turn toward God and repent. All heaven uh, rejoices even when one sinner repents. But I th- believe we're left on earth to help usher in the kingdom of heaven. That's why we pray, may your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So when you become a Christian, when you uh, place your trust in God, all the good things of heaven aren't just in heaven. Yes, there are things to come in heaven. The consummation of heaven and earth. God reigns on his throne in heaven. But it doesn't seem like it on earth, right? Sometimes, a lot of times. But I believe that's what we're left here for. And amazingly, God chooses to usher in his kingdom through you and I. I believe that is the purpose, why we are left here on earth. Our time left is to help usher in the the kingdom of God in community. In church, that's why we gather together to enjoy, to help usher in the kingdom of God. So we pray. You know, when we come to know the Lord, maybe at a young age or maybe a middle age or even like the thief on the cross, (laughs) very close to the end of his life, he trusts in God. You know, we don't pray for God's future. I don't, I don't think I need to pray for God's future kingdom in heaven. You know, that's God's realm, right? That's God's realm. But God's realm to come on earth is what I long for. God put that, puts that in our heart, right? 
everything that you see wrong in this world, we long for God's kingdom to come. What is going through your mind right now? Where do you need God's kingdom to reign? Where do you long for God's kingdom to reign? Out there and even in our hearts. So we pray for God's heaven, God's will to be done here on earth, now as it is in heaven, on earth, in my life, in my family, in my world. And God amazingly chooses to use us as broken vessels for some crazy reason. You know, we wish that God would just come down like lightning bolts and... uh, (laughs) you know, right the wrongs of this world. But God, in his wisdom that is beyond us, you know, the Bible says God's ways are not our ways, but God chooses to use you and I to help usher in the kingdom of God. So there's a certain urgency. What are we going to do with the rest of our life? You know, I've, uh, <clears throat> when, I, when I left the First Baptist Church of Elk Grove after ministering there for six years, I was hoping, that was like 16 years ago, and I was thinking that God was going to open a door to an associate pastor or to pastor church, and that was not God's plan. I was able, you know, I filled in pulpit supply, I filled in here many times during those last 15 years, 16 years, Right? and other churches as well. But God had led me to do three things. One was care for my parents in their aging years, raise my kids and be there present for them. And that was God's will for my life, to be present, not absent, not an absent father. So I praise God for that. And then lastly is I became the like default minister to do memorial services for Sacramento. (laughs) I would get calls. You know, I've done over a dozen um, over the years. There's this interesting little quote that uh, we've often, I often use, is that what's the most important thing about a person's life at the end of their life? What's the most important thing? You know, at the end, at many memorial service, you'll hear eulogies, right? People say good things about the person. Is it the time of their birth? Is it their time of their death? The most important thing on a person's epitaph, on your tombstone, on their tombstone, is the little dash. That's the most important thing. Sometimes people will put a poem, a quote, a picture, or something, I don't know, profound or whatnot. But the most important thing is the little dash. That is your life. God places us here on earth. He calls us to be redeemed, to remind us, to call us that we are sons and daughters of God, citizens of heaven. Then for some crazy reason, he doesn't just rapture us, take us to heaven right away. He leaves us on earth for a number of years. And what are we going to do with that little dash of our lives? So I'm trying to put a little urgency in how are we going to make our life count for the kingdom of God? 
So the next couple slides, I'm hoping the audio visuals will work. The audio is going to come out of that little TV there. But how many of you have seen the, the play Hamilton? A couple of you. If you haven't, you have to see it. It's very, it's excellent. It's excellent. Um, so this song is called Out of Time. This song is called Out of Time. Uh, William Burr was a person who famously killed Alexander Hamilton in a duel. When they returned from the Civil War, both set up law practices in the same neighborhood in New York. William Burr was complaining about Hamilton's rush. Why do you write like you're running out of time? Hamilton was nominated to the Constitutional Convention where he talked for six hours, motivated by what he saw at the convention. Hamilton begins writing the Federalist Papers, a series of anonymous essays in favor of the Constitution, the birth of a nation. Without any Music in the song, this particular song, William Burr states simply the astonishing facts that there were 85 essays of the Federalist Papers written over the course of six months. John Jay wrote five, John Madison wrote 29, and Hamilton wrote the other 51. The song builds to a chaotic climax as all the different refrains from the first act intersect. And he says at the end, I'm not throwing away my shot. So keep your fingers crossed that it works for you. Oh, adult advisory. One chorus says, uh, what the F? What, so we'll say, we'll say that means what the flub, okay? <laughs> All right. It's a hip hop song, so it's pretty cool. Let's see if it works. I think Hamilton is on Apple Plus or something like that, Apple TV. It's on streaming. You, you don't have to go to the play. But uh, it's really good to bring uh, the young kids to. It teaches history. And uh, a great lesson about the birth of our nation. But why do you write like you're running out of time? Interesting. An example. We're left on earth to help usher in the kingdom of God. We have work to be done to usher in victory. So the question is, where do we need victory? Where on earth does God's kingdom need to come? This is where we need to focus our prayers. God's kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Personally, who doesn't need personal victory? In community, the church, kingdom building, creating a community, a utopia, so to speak, of what the family of God should and could look like. To do what? Reverse the effects of the fall. Genesis 3, reconciliation with God, reconciliation with ourselves, reconciliation with each other. This is what we should 
be applying our life to. Let's not waste time. So we pray, may your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So I'm going to close on a worship song, kind of a responsive song, very similar to the one that uh, uh, Gary chose. But it's tweaked a little bit to when Jesus was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. And Jesus was praying, God, not my will, but your will. Not my will, but your will. Let's close in prayer. Father, not my will, but yours be done. May your kingdom come, Lord. Your will be done on earth, in my life, in my world, as it is in heaven. God, your desire is that all your children would come to know you. Your desire is to give us freely your Holy Spirit and give good gifts to us. And that is the joy of the fruits of the Holy Spirit, which are described as love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. So God, thank you for teaching us how to pray, how to come before you, even though you are a magnificent, holy, holy God. We can come to you as Abba, Father, and come to you with all our concerns, our hopes, and dreams. God, we pray that you would change our mind, turn our hearts to your perspective of things of heaven, things that are important, not treasures that will fade away here on earth, God, but treasures that will last forever. So these things we ask and pray in your son's name. And all God's people said, amen.